Hello and welcome to the Grow Little Wildflower podcast. This is our sacred space to chat all things baby names. I'm your host, Michelle Casey, a banker turned baby namer. I'm a mum to three little wildflowers, a wife and business owner. And one day I decided to share my passion for baby names with the world in the hope of helping everyday parents find the most perfect forever name for their future little wildflower. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a topic that is very close to my heart and I want to firstly preface that this episode discusses compassionate content. We will be navigating the journey of naming our angel babies. If this topic uh, brings up too many emotions for you, I respect that. And if you choose to continue to listen, thank you for leaning in and being here with us to discuss this very important and heart-led conversation. I also want to acknowledge and send my love to anyone who has experienced a loss at any stage of their pregnancy. I hope that by talking about the harder topics like this, we can bring awareness and support to other mums who are going through similar journeys so that you know you are not alone. Choosing a forever name for your little angel can be a deeply personal and meaningful way to honour their memory. But ultimately, the most important thing is to do just what feels right for you. There is no right or wrong. Honouring your baby is a way that you can potentially bring comfort and healing. And that's what really matters. Today, we speak to my dear best friend, Rachel. Rachel has experienced immeasurable loss in her lifetime as a mum. She has felt the lowest of lows and I have witnessed her completely close off to the world and then begin her rise. It was around five years ago that Rachel had her first experience with baby loss and I am so proud of the growth that she has had during this most heartbreaking of times. I personally love that she did choose some very special names and I'm so grateful that she is here to share them with us today. So without me rambling anymore, I'm going to invite Rachel in to share her story uh, and she will be sharing how she chose her forever names for her angel babies and just giving some little advice for mamas who are perhaps struggling with this concept. Rachel, thank you so much for being here today and being so brave to share your story. I know this is a bit of a harder topic, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yay. So I think we might just start straight into it. And if you can firstly just share a little bit about your journey as a mother. So for me, the start of motherhood was a bit of a breeze. Um, Decided we wanted to have a baby as soon as we got married and me being the planner that I am decided three months before our wedding we should start trying and I fell pregnant instantly so we were three months pregnant at our wedding um, which is super exciting then decided to have bub number two a few years later and then bub number three was a big decision we ummed and ahed about it for what felt like forever 
And the question wasn't going away. So we knew that we wanted to have another. Um, and we fell pregnant very easily again the third time. And then the, the breeze of motherhood just turned and we experienced loss after loss after loss. Um, so my motherhood story is I've been pregnant nine times. I've felt five babies kick. I've had four cesareans. And today I have three beautiful children alive in my arms. Oh, my gosh. I've literally got shivers. <laughs> what a journey and, like, yeah. so many highs amongst so many lows. Yeah. And, like, when I say you've been through immeasurable loss in your lifetime, that is an understatement, really. Yeah. Um, and so... Obviously, you know, you went from just this breeze, as you say, of just having your two boys, so two boys, um, and and then, you know, the, the journey changed a little bit or a lot actually yeah. and, you know, um, you're navigating a new journey now and so obviously with your boys you you chose their names and do you want to share what their names are actually yeah so we have Orlando who's our firstborn and yep. Grayson our second born awesome. and then we also have Willow who is our last born baby yes yeah, so three boys um and so Orlando and Grayson were your first two who were your breezy two yeah and then Willow is your rainbow uh baby who has really been a huge part of your healing journey absolutely and yeah. so let's talk about the in-between between, between yep. Grayson and Willow yeah so can you uh share a little bit about that you know where it turned from being breezy to oh there's a few little bumps in the road yeah. and then uh, ultimately, you know, how you came to choosing a name for your angel babies um, and, yeah, what that kind of journey looked like. Yeah. So I fell pregnant with baby number three and um, at 17 weeks he didn't have a heartbeat. Um yeah, just went into a routine scan and um, couldn't find a heartbeat and we were pregnant and then we weren't literally in a matter of hours. Um, and you didn't have any like, you know, thought about that prior? It was just no. like a normal pregnancy? It was just we went to our 13-week scan, everything was perfect. So at 17 weeks when we went to just meet our midwife for the first time, they couldn't find the heartbeat with the Doppler um yeah like it, it was just something that we weren't prepared for we just had mm. we didn't see this coming at all mm. um and then it all happened so fast you know like we went to see an obstetrician he um you know then took me to theater and then all of a sudden they discharged me from hospital I was no longer pregnant and then I was in a I had never experienced grief like that yeah um, before and I didn't really know what to do people didn't really talk about you know losing babies especially at that later stage and I really felt like it was my fault that I had done 
something wrong, you know, like yeah, clean the bathroom with a chemical, eating something wrong, just like all those well, things. Well, you're trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And, you're like, um, this doesn't make sense, so there must have been a reason. Yeah. Like there must be something that yeah, I've something done. Yeah, something had to, to be. So I really, um, the way I grieve is really privately, so I kind of shut the world out and I um we just didn't do anything you know we didn't have a funeral we didn't have a memorial and weeks went on and I just couldn't shift to my grief and one day I just woke up and so he was due to be born in August mm. and I thought I'm gonna name him August I just loved yeah. that name and the fact that he was due in August it just felt like it was right it felt like it was him yep it was him and And so did you you had you discussed names prior to his passing or you hadn't really got that far no we hadn't got that far okay and so when he did pass and then you took a few weeks to kind of go oh my gosh this just happened and to work through your grief and then you decided or the name really came to you didn't it yeah it did yeah he chose his name yep yeah, and so uh, did you chat to your husband about the name and he agreed, yes, we should name him? Yeah, yeah. So he agreed that we should name him and he had done a really sweet thing where he had bought, you know, the lanterns that float in the sky? Yeah. Um, they use them quite often, you know, in Singapore and stuff. He had bought some lanterns for us to write a letter to him Um and so when we wrote the letter, you know, we were able to write his name on it and kind oh. of say our goodbyes and just um, I think that was the beginning of me processing my grief where prior to that I was just sitting in it and not moving it. Yeah. And I needed to actively do something to be able to move forward. And so one was saying goodbye by writing this letter and two was naming him. And so do you feel like, well, firstly, the name felt like a connection to him forever. Yeah. And did that help you, like it obviously helped your, you know, you to process the grief because you felt like, okay, we've now, you know, he's re- he, he, he is real. Well, that's he, what it was. It made yeah. him exist where prior to that it felt like I was pregnant and then I wasn't. And then it's like, did this really even happen? You know, we didn't have a nursery. We hadn't got to that stage of it was just all our hopes and dreams and then they were gone. And then in a minute you were just like, okay, so that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so that's that's the story of August and August is one of my most favourite names. Mm -hmm. I love the name August and it is a very loved name uh, by many and I love that you – you know, you let the name, you didn't feel that pressure to give him a name straight away, yeah. but you woke up one morning knowing his name. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, we. I went on and I bought a plaque which had a photo of his ultrasound on it, which sat to our fridge. So we didn't announce it publicly, but as people came to our house, they seen it and they seen that it said baby August. And then people just slowly started calling him by his name. And, you know, that was healing also because. To hear his name, like he did exist and he is part of your life. Yeah. Even though he's not in your arms, he was a huge part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's really special and, and like, what a way to be able to honour him. Yeah, 
absolutely. And, and his keep his memory alive. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're at this stage of, you know, still grieving deeply for August and then you move into the, the next part of your journey where you think, no, I, I still want to continue yeah. to try for another baby. Yeah. And so what did that look like then? So I desperately knew that we still wanted another baby. So we started trying instantly. And I can actually remember you sending me a message saying that you were pregnant with Aria. <laughs> and I yes. remember, and I, I don't think we've ever spoken about this, but I remember how much that hurt my heart. Yeah. Um, you know, not because I was sad for you, but I was sad for me. Yeah, you know? but also there was no way that you couldn't tell me that you were pregnant, you know, like, but that's yeah. part of, you know, this grieving story is that, you know, the world keeps moving on and people are having babies and all of a sudden your, your heart's just hurting. And I just wanted to be pregnant. And, um, so and finally, you know, when I sent you that message, you should have still been pregnant. Yeah, that's right. I should have been. <laughs> so we should have been pregnant wasn't. together in yeah. that moment. And yeah, and we had spoken about that. You know, me discussed yeah. baby number three for so long. Yeah. Um, and our so babies it, are all the same age. Yeah. Like so, our, our older two within um, months of each yeah. other. Exactly. So, so yeah, that was a bit of a knock as well. Yeah, the plan wasn't going the way we had. <laughs> and we hadn't even planned it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, exactly. But. Um, and you know, I sat on that that decision of what do I do too? Oh, you and know? I knew that. I knew that you would have. And it was one of those things where like your brain and your grief, you know, you have to kind of, um, yeah, know that it's coming. But I think you also knew the place where I was and I felt that you were respectful of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think that. Like you told was... me before you did the public announcement on yeah. Facebook, which I was, I was really grateful for, you know, mm. that I had that heads up. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of the time it's the trigger is something when you don't have the heads up and yeah. you're like, oh, gosh, okay, that just hit me. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so although you probably knew that at some point, you know, I was going to be, you know, announcing because I was trying, Yeah. Um, you know, the shock wasn't as great, but it still hit you in a way that you were like, oh, gosh, we should have been doing this together at the same yeah, time. Absolutely, um, yeah. So... Once that kind of happened and then you were still trying for your baby, yeah. what was that process at that moment? Yeah, so we continued to try and, you know, I'm so lucky in the sense that I can fall pregnant, you know, like we've never really had to wait. It just happens for us. Mm. So, you know, we fell pregnant again and for my instinct – with this baby was that he was not going to be mine for my whole entire pregnancy. Yeah. It's my gut instinct just said something's not quite right. He was such a quiet baby. He didn't kick very often. And I would take my concerns to my obstetrician and he would say, well, if it's consistent, then it's okay. It's like when... if it's the same, if yep. it's the same um, amount of kicks. Yeah. Yeah. So we only get worried if, you know, he was really active and now he's become really quiet. Then we think, okay, something's wrong. But because he was a quiet baby, they just, they didn't, yeah, they didn't worry. And every scan that we turned up to, he was fine. Um, yeah, so I was 38 weeks pregnant and 
I went to have a scan just because I was still worried and everything in the scan was perfect. And then the next day I woke up, I felt him do a really big kick and I felt like his head had engaged. So I was actually a little bit excited. And, um, Mm. yeah, the day went on and I finished his nursery. Um, You know, I remember sending a photo to my mum of his perfect nursery yeah. And then I then I had this thought of I haven't felt him kick today. And then so I went and drank some juice and you know, just laid and you know, was really all the things attention. you think you should be doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I went and did that. And then um I said to my husband, I'm a bit worried, so I'm just gonna go to the hospital. And I still had those thoughts of am I being a hypochondriac? Should I be doing this? Yeah. And then I thought, no, my gut's saying you should go. So my husband stayed home with the kids and I went to the hospital and um, the midwives were super lovely and they put a Doppler on me straight away and they couldn't find a heartbeat. And then they put the band around my belly, which is meant to, I think it's like a Doppler, but it was just measuring my heartbeat. There was only one heartbeat Uh, there, you know, and I was hoping, well, maybe my heartbeat is close to his heartbeat, you know, so maybe... Maybe we'd just have the same heartbeat and then, you know, a new midwife would come in and then a new midwife would come in. And in my heart, I kind of knew what was happening, but I wasn't ready to admit it. No, you were, you were there, but you probably, your soul had kind of left your body for a moment. So I wasn't upset and my husband wasn't there. And then my obstetrician came and he got the ultrasound um, machine out and he put the ultrasound on the the part on my belly and the screen was just so still. And I knew and I looked at him and I said, is that his heart? And he said, just give me a moment. I just need to look around for a second. And I didn't look back at the screen. I just looked at his face and I knew, I knew that my baby was gone. And, and yeah. yeah and I knew in that moment that my instinct just was so connected to him that that I knew that he was never going to be mine he was not going to live on this earth with us um mm-hmm. so we went on my husband arrived a few moments later after that and you know he felt immense guilt about knowing that I knew and that we couldn't do anything about it Mm. you know like even I don't know it's hard to kind of look back and go what would we have done different it's just all those what ifs yeah and and not just in that moment but we still talk about it yeah it's like you just were there the night before yep you know um it's it's really hard to fathom and you know just having to go through something like that after you've just been through something so you know horrible with August and then your gut and your intuition knowing deep down that something just wasn't right but you know those feelings of like oh, like why am I, you know, overreacting or like people thinking, well, you're probably thinking this because this happened with August. And how could this happen to me twice? No, 
Exactly. Like, why would it happen to me twice? Yes. And you were a fit, healthy, and still are a fit, healthy, you know, person. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, had you chosen a name for, you knew you were having a boy. Yeah. Had you chosen a name prior or you still had not got to that point yet? So this is a, um, a bit of a funny story. So when I was pregnant with Arlo, um, so who's our baby that passed away at 38 weeks, he, um, I didn't know whether to call him Arlo or Willow. Yeah. And so I have a necklace that I wear and it has all my baby's initials on it. And so this necklace that I bought, it's from Mimco, they stopped selling it. And so for whatever reason, I was able to get an A and a W like of Gumtree or Marketplace um, of this necklace. So I had the two letters. And so when he came along, when we looked at him, we just knew that he was Arlo. And then we still had this letter W, which turns out it was Willow's. So, but you didn't know this at the time. We you didn't just thought we'll just get both. It's like people get a plaque, and it's like she's here or he's here, or they have two different names, and they're not sure which one they're going to choose. Yeah. So it's like the universe knew that I needed both because I was going to be using both. Yes. Yeah. So I did feel like it was. So you already had had chosen his name and knew that his name was going to either be Arlo or Willow. Yeah, yeah. But um, and so when he was born, and you um, you did actually get to spend a few days with him, yeah, and you know have that bonding time with with you and your children. Um, you knew he was Arlo from yeah. the moment you held him. Yeah, from the moment like you know we got back to our hospital room, and in that moment my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, he's Arlo. Yeah. So special, you know, for you, even though that moment was heartbreaking, but for you to be able to put a name to him, was that something that you felt was just really like something that you had to do? Like there was no option there with Arlo, whereas opposed with August, it was, it took time. Yeah, because August, you know, I didn't get to hold him. Um, you know, Arlo was real. He was in my arms. He was in, he, you know, giving birth to Arlo. I was so scared that night before. Um, mm. You know, I spent the whole night thinking about the following day and what was to come and how do you prepare for that. And yeah, I was so scared, you know, to the point where they offered to knock me out for it. Yeah. Which I, I said no, but the fear in me. And the moment they handed him to me was beautiful. Yeah. You know, it was equally as beautiful as meeting all of my babies for the first time. Yeah. And you had someone capture that moment? Yeah. Yeah. So the midwives um, took photos for us. Yeah. And so did you, uh, obviously with August, his name came to you, but with Arlo, um, was there anything that influenced his name? Like did you, did it mean anything significant or you just loved the name or it was, it, was it the A where it bonded the two? What do you think, did, where did Arlo come from? I think that the A with August and Arlo, I think it did bond the two. And I think that's why it kind of swayed me at the time. Mm. I don't know where it came from, except for the fact that we liked it. But, um, 
this is actually involves you. So one day Michelle sent me a message saying, I'm not sure if I should send you this, but it was the beginning of me starting a business, which represents um, Arlo. And she had written in her phone, Arlo always remembered little one. Mm. And, you know, that's exactly what his name does mean. You know, he's always remembered and it just feels like the universe, you know, knew that that's what his name was and led us to it. Yeah. And and his purpose is so much bigger. It's so big. Than his time here on earth. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was he only had a few days here in your arms, but, my gosh, the impact that yeah. he has made to your life. Yeah. Um, so obviously for you, choosing a name for your uh, babies, August and Arlo really helped that healing process and helped you find closure yeah. um, in a way. And, and also I think, you know, knowing that others can say their name. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talk to them, talk to you about August or Arlo. Yeah. Like I just feel like that just keeps their memory alive just yeah. as it is for our babies that are in our arms. We yeah. say their name every day. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're my children. They're your children. You gave yeah. birth to them. So um, when you look back, you mentioned right at the start that you had nine pregnancies. Yeah. So there was a few in between that ended uh, earlier on in the pregnancy. Yeah, so they were all after Arlo. Um, yeah, for whatever. I, they were very early. So between six and 11 weeks. I yeah. miscarried them. Um, yeah, and one of them was a twin pregnancy, which was yes. the one directly after after Arlo. Um, and did yeah. you you just you didn't gift them a name? I didn't give them a name, and quite often that thought process goes through my mind. You know, like, but I think maybe if it had have happened in a different order, I would have named them. But yeah. by that point in my grief this feels horrible saying, but it's like, how many dead babies do I want to talk about? Yeah. You know, like I was at a point where. And like your connection with August and Arlo. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, they're different stages. And I think grief is grief and losing a baby is losing a baby. Um, But I, yeah, I just didn't have it in me to name them. Um, yeah. Maybe part of me, I didn't want them to exist because it was all too hard. Yeah. You know, like it was just getting too hard to experience loss after loss after loss. And I just wanted, I wanted to move forward. Mm. I just and wanted to focus on the future and have my forever baby. Yeah. And that was really like at the forefront of your mind. Yeah. In that moment, especially after Arlo, like there was not much else that you could think about yep. other than we need to have a baby in my, like I need to have a baby in my arms. Yeah. Um, and so I said right at the start, like there's no right or wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and gifting a name to, you know, the two babies that you birthed as opposed to the the losses that you experienced early on. Yeah. There's no right or wrong there because this is your journey and this is, this is for you to to feel like as long as you feel comfort and yep. healing in whichever option you choose, yep. 
that is what matters. So for obviously you've experienced both sides. Yeah. Well, all sides. So you've had your your babies that are in your arms and then you, um, you know, you had August and Arlo and, and then you had your losses after that. And then you had Willow, which is just the light of your life. Yeah. Um, and so what advice would you give to mothers who are struggling with this concept or thought of choosing a name, you know, for their babies that they may be currently navigating or in the past, you yeah, know, they didn't give to them a name and they're now thinking, oh, gosh, like, can I do it now? Like, is it too late? Or, you know, can I, yeah. can I speak of them and, and sh- choose a name? What, what advice would you give them? Absolutely. I think that if it feels right for you and if you're thinking about naming your baby, then you should name your baby regardless of how, how long ago it was. Um, yeah, I think that you'll find it very healing or at least I did. But I think, as you just said, there's no right or wrong answer. If you choose not to name your baby, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I think follow your gut, you know. Mm. If you're meant to do it and you're thinking about it, then do it. And don't let anyone else judge you. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. All that matters is what you think and if it helps you. You know, it's a really lovely thing, you know, for my boys to be able to talk about, you know, Arlo's different because they met him, but they still talk about August and they still include him and they'll write his name on cards. And if I didn't name my babies, it wouldn't have given them the option to do that. Mm, that's so true, hey, because as children, like it's grief is different and yeah. for them, like for them to be able to just say a name and to, you know, hold on to that and have that yeah. connection like that's actually really special yeah it's so special and their children are so different to adults yeah. because they're not scared of grief where yes. adults are you know they're scared of saying the wrong thing where my children you know I remember we came home from hospital um with Arlo and we had his urn and we were all feeling sick and Grayson at the time probably would have been six or seven and he was using a thermometer to take our temperature because we were all had colds you know, and it goes red if you have a temperature. And he took all of them. And then he went over to Arlo's urn and he took his temperature. Oh, my gosh. And for me, like, that's a moment that will stay with me forever. You know, it's him being inclusive of yeah. every member of our family. And, and it he's was not a, scared of being inclusive. No, he wasn't like, oh, if I do Arlo's, then I'll upset mum. You know, I yes. don't want to remind her of her baby. He didn't. Yes. He just included him. And for me, it was such a beautiful Moment because where... if he was here, he would have done that. Absolutely. That would have been part of the scenario. Yeah. So I think um, another thing that, you know, really uh, stuck with me when we were speaking is that it was quite hard for a lot of people to even mention, especially Arlo, his name to you. Yeah. Um, but you always said to me that it, it brought you a lot of comfort. Yeah when someone did bring it up because you couldn't possibly uh, get any more lower in your grief. Yeah. So for someone to say his name or to mention it on the daily as they would have if he was earthside, yeah. that brought you a lot of comfort. Yeah, talking about my babies, you know, means that they exist. You know, yeah. it's acknowledgement of them. Um 
Yeah, I think it's so important. Don't ever be scared about saying the wrong thing to someone who's grieving. You know, it's such a lonely world where people don't know what to say and they choose to mm. say nothing. And it's really, it's the wrong thing to do. You know, yeah. be brave. Saying something, you know, or just a little, you know, just just sharing something with them about the baby that yep. should have been here. Ask know. the birth story, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, you know, ask the question, would you like to tell me? the birth story would you like to talk about him you don't have to just go straight into it you can ask those questions you know like Mm -hmm. would you like to and then let them decide what space they're in yeah um yeah but I think that's a gift that you can give a grieving mother yes and so if you are on if you're listening and you've been uh, on the kind of edge of like, do I, you know, should I have named them or should I name them or can I still name them? Um, the answer is, well, yes. it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, it may just in fact help with your healing process and help you to find a closure in a very special way. Yeah. Um, now, one last thing before we finish the episode yeah. is, I wanted to touch on something that you are have been working on and are creating in honour of Arlo. Yep. Um, it's a very special keepsake for mums and I just think if you can just share a little insight into what it is um, and I'm going to be sharing a link in the show notes so that if you're listening and this is something that you uh, resonate with you can click on the link and support Rachel in her journey so go for it share about Arlo yeah so the little business is called Arlo keepsakes and it's just the piece of the puzzle that was missing for me in my baby loss journey I needed connection so I've created this beautiful keepsake that's a place to honor your baby a place to sit with your grief um, and just a place to share your baby's story So in this keepsake, there's a beautiful heart baby for you to hold, for you to share with your children. There's a place for a photo of your baby's ultrasound. And if you don't have one, I've created something special to go in that place. And then the other spot is a place to write your baby a letter, which is very healing and connecting um, to your baby. And they're things that helped me and I'm hoping hoping to help other other lost mums um yeah by connecting them with their baby Mm, I think it's just such a beautiful uh gift that Arlo's given you to be able to you know share his story but also uh help other parents who are suffering from this grief um so not only is it a beautiful gift that they can give themselves but if you know someone you can you know gift them this to help with their healing um and help them to process it and to sit with it and like you said just you know have a space for them to be able to write a letter and get all those words out that you want to say and to remember their babies out loud I Mm. think that's you know that's the gift there is letting people remember their babies out loud not just in private Mm, yes so again they the link to Arlo's keepsakes will be in show notes thank you Rachel for being ever so brave to share your story it's not an easy topic um 
but it's a topic that we should speak about and we should feel like we can speak about it. Yeah. Um, and we should say their name and, um, you know, you just never know who you might help um, along their own journey. So thank you again. And until next time, follow your heart. It knows the way. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. A huge thank you for listening to our Grow Little Wildflower podcast. We truly hope that with every episode, you can gain a little more clarity in your baby naming journey. As always, we are ever so grateful for you. And if you're feeling extra kind, we would appreciate you leaving us a five-star rating and review on Spotify. We'd also love you to join us over on our Grow Little Wildflower community on Instagram at Grow Little Wildflower, where all the action happens and you get to have your say and input into our future episodes.